In this week's Parsha, we have a story of a terrible magefa, a terrible plague happening, after which Hashem tells Moshe Rabbeinu to count the Yidin. Rashi quotes the words, and says, which he's clearly hinting to that which comes right afterwards, that that's where Hashem is telling Moshe Rabbeinu to count the Yidin. And Rashi explains the following, this is a marshal of a shepherd, that wolves had come into his flock and killed the sheep, and he's now counting them to know the remainder, the numbers of the remainder. Now when we learn this Rashi simply, and this is actually the way the Mepharshi Rashi explained it as well, Rashi is trying to explain from the words of the Pasuk, the fact that the Pasuk is saying, that it was right after this plague, and now comes this counting. It's understood that the Torah over here is not only coming to tell us about a counting that happened after the previous incident, which is the Magay for the plague, but clearly that there's a connection in bet- between them. There's a connection between this count and the plague that had just happened. And therefore the question would be, what exactly is that connection? So Rashi is explaining it through this marshal of a shepherd that's counting the remainder of his sheep. The problem, however, is that Rebbe says it's difficult to learn this because the counting over here shouldn't even be anything new to the student learning, to the Talmud. Rashi had already explained to us earlier in the beginning of Parshas Bamidbor that because Hashem cherishes the Yidin so much, because Hashem loves the Yidin so much, He's always counting them. And what does always mean? Every single time there's some major change in the state, in the situation of the Yidin. As Rashi himself goes on and speaks, tells us that when they left Mitzrayim, Hashem counts them. When they fell by the Egel, Hashem counts them. When he's coming to have a Shechina dwell amongst them, he counts them. So the Talmud would understand in this case as well that Hashem is saying to count the Yidin after the Magaifa. It's obviously because Hashem loves them so much, just like at the story of the Egel, when they died over there, Hashem said to count them to know the, the numbers of the remainder. Even if we want to say that Rashi does not want to rely that the Talmud remembers that which he had learned in Parshas Bamidbor, seemingly it would still be sufficient to say and just remind the Talmud by saying or by saying briefly, that this was in order to know how many Eden were left over. Some other questions. Number one, what is the Moshal even adding? This uh, Rashi brings this Moshal. How is this explaining anything more in the Nimshal? Seemingly, from the nimshal itself, we would be able to understand, even without a marshal of a shepherd. It's quite obvious. Moshe Rabbeinu, being the leader, the shepherd of the Yidden. He is the one that was Moshe Nefesh all of the time for the Yidden, for his flock. So he is counting the Yidden in order to know how many are left over, those that he now needs to shepherd, those that now he needs to take care of. Why is there a need even to add this marshal? Question number two. The marshal of Aroya, the shepherd that's counting to know how many are left over, that the shepherd is the one that wants to know the remainder, seemingly is not exactly accurately fitting to the nimshal. In the nimshal, it's Hashem, the owner of the sheep, is the one that says to count the Yidin. Not that Moshe, the shepherd, on his own wants to know the number of the Yidin. Now, B'doichek, we would be able to say, the point of the nimshal is that Hashem is telling Moshe Rabbeinu to count the Yidin, meaning Hashem is telling Moshe Rabbeinu, this is something that matters, that's relevant to you, just like in the Moshal, where the Roya 
wants to know the number, Hashem is telling Moshe Rabbeinu that you as a shepherd, you should be interested in knowing the number. However, this is still difficult. Because Rashi seemingly could have just brought a marshal, not of a roya, of a shepherd. And therefore we have to say that it's Hashem telling the shepherd to count, etc. Hashem, Rashi could have l'chatchila said that the owner of the sheep is counting them to know how much, um, to know how the remainder of the sheep. In fact, says the Rebbe, point number three, in Tanchuma and in Bamid Baraba, the marshal is actually brought not of a, sh- a shepherd, but rather, the Medrash says, a marshal of a wolf that had attacked the sheep. And the Baal Atzoyim, the owner of the sheep, wants to count them now. Rashi changes this whole marshal and says, a marshal of a roya, this is a marshal of the shepherd that wants to count the sheep. Even more is the question, says the Rebbe, Rashi himself, in Parsha Sisa, when the Yidna are being counted, after the story of the eagle, because they were struck down by a magefa by a plague, Rashi says, a marshal of sheep that is precious to its owner, and a dever, a plague had, had caused the sheep to die, when this plague finishes, the sh- owner tells the shepherd, please go ahead and count my sheep, Check how many are left over. So why does Rashi over here say it's the marshal that the Raya wants to know how much is left over instead of the way he says it by the Egel where he says the owner is the one that wants to know. Some more differences, says the Rebbe. In Pasha Seesaw, Rashi is speaking about a marshal of a plague causing sheep to die. Here he's speaking about wolves coming into the flock. In Parsha Sisa, Rashi emphasizes in the Marshal this idea that they're precious, they're cherished, they're beloved to the royal. Here in the Marshal of the Raya, this is totally not mentioned. It speaks about the Raya wanting to know how many are left over, but it doesn't say anything about how precious they are. Point number three. In the Medrashim, the expression is, Al Hatsoin or Lesoy Hatsoin. And here Rashi is changing it and saying that the wolves had come l'soich edroi into his flock. So this is all part one of the Rashi. Now the Rebbe continues with part two of the Rashi. Rashi goes on and says, When the Yidin left Mitzrayim, they were given over to Moshe Rabbeinu. And they were given over to him with a count. Now that it's coming close to the time that Moshe Rabbeinu is going to be passing away. He needs to return the sheep. So he's giving them back also with a count. Now it's understood why Rashi is putting this Pirush as the second Pirush, as Dovarakar, not as the first Pirush, as the main Pirush, because according to this explanation, there seems to be no connection with what the Pasuk said, that this came along just right after the plague of the Eden. So we understand why this is not the first Pirush. But the question is, what is even the problem with the first Pirush, for which we need to have now a second Pirush, according to which the second Pirush won't have a certain problem. So the first, in other words, we always say that whenever there's two Pirushim, each one has its own difficulty, and this is what we need to understand now. So the Rebbe explains, Rashi over here is actually not coming only to explain the connection between Vayihi Achare Amagefa, that after the Yidin die, Hashem is telling Moshe Rabbeinu to go and count the Yidin. Because as said before, we should know this already from earlier Rashi's, both in Parsha Sisa and in Parsha's Bamidbar. Rashi is actually coming to deal with something that's very difficult 
right over here in these words, Vayhi Acharei HaMagefa. This count that's happening just after the Magefa, and specifically saying the Magefa. What's the difficulty? In the end of Parshas Bolok, we have a story about how those people that had cleaved to, connected with, followed Baal Poir, the Avedizor of Baal Poir, were punished in two ways. Number one, Vayicharaf Hashem Yisrael, Hashem gets angry at Eden, and Hashem strikes them down with a Magefa, and the Pasek tells us that the people that died in that Magefa were 24,000 Yidin. Then, there's another Pasek we have, where the Yidin are told that the judges need to go and kill Yidin that had done Averos. In other words, wherever there was clearly a proof that a Yid did an Avera, there were the Dayonim, and they were, the people were judged and they were killed. And Rashi explains that each one of the Dayonim, each one of these Jewish judges, killed two people. And there were a total of 88,000 Dayonim, each one killing two people. As it says in Sanhedrin, says the Rebbe, according to this calculation, the amount of people that were killed through these shoiftim, through these Yiddish judges, was over 170,000 people. Again, the Magefa was 24,000 people. Here we're speaking about another more than 170,000 people. So the biggest question, says the Rebbe in our Pasuk, is why is the Pasuk emphasizing that the counting of the Yidin is Achareya Magefa, to know how many people were left over from the plague? Seemingly, according to the calculation, it would be much more important to know how many are left over from the fact that the Yiddish judges were killing other Yidin, with a number of people murdered was more than seven times the amount of people that died in the Magefa. So why is the Pazak saying, we're counting them after the Magefa? In order to, this, to explain this question, this is what Rashi is saying, it's a marshal, number one, of a roya, that the shepherd wants to know, and number two, that it's Zeavim, that it's wolves coming in, not, the, not a plague that killed them, as we will soon see. So the Rebbe explains, the difference simply between the Baal Atzoyin, the owner of the sheep, that's ordering and asking his shepherd to count the sheep, to know the remainder of how many sheep are left over, and when the shepherd is counting them on his own, oh, again, when something happens and he's counting them, there's actually two different motives, there's two different ideas going on. When the Baal Atzoyin wants the sheep to be counted, to know what's left over, this is coming as a result of, as said before, how much he loves them, how much he cherishes them. As Rashi said in Pashos Isa, that the Abishta tells Moshe Rabbeinu, count my sheep, lohidia, to let everyone know, shechaviva, that it's specially loved to the, beloved to the Abishta. In other words, what's most relevant is only that these remaining sheep are now alive, they're, they're, we're going to count what's left over, it's this, and, and this is what the, the Balatzoin wants to know. In this particular case, it's actually completely irrelevant how those sheep that died actually died. Whether anyone's at fault or not. The bottom line is, let's know how many sheep are left over right now. However, when the shepherd is counting the sheep to know what's left over, here the main goal is going to be, it's not so much about showing how precious these leftover sheep are, Rather, it's coming as part of his job, part of his task of being a shepherd. He has the, the point over here is the goal over here is he's going to need to be taking care of these other sheep 
in a much better way to make sure that such a terrible thing doesn't happen again. Such a tragedy doesn't happen again. Says the Rebbe, based on this it's understood that when is this going to be most important? It's when the shepherd feels in some way guilty, in some way he's feeling some sort of responsibility for what had gone wrong with this flock, for those that had died. And that's why he wants to make sure it doesn't happen again, if there's anything that he could have done about it. If, however, it happened in a way that he couldn't have done anything about it, so therefore, it doesn't really, it's, it's not so urgent anymore, so it doesn't matter as much to count what's left over, to say, oh, I'm going to be doing a better job with those, because in his job as a shepherd, he didn't do anything wrong. There is nothing better, technically, that he could do right now with these leftover sheep. Says the Rebbe, with this, will now understand the difference why in the marshal, when the Baal Hatsoin, the owner of the sheep, is counting them. And that, we said, is in Pasha Sisa. Rashi says that a plague had attacked them, that they died as a result of a sickness of a plague. Whereas with the marshal over here, Rashi, when he's speaking about the marshal, that the roya, that the shepherd is counting them, he discusses the idea that wolves had attacked. Says that the difference is very simple. There's only so much a roya could do. When we speak about a devil, when we speak about a plague attacking the animals, there's nothing that the shepherd could have done. He's not at fault in any way whatsoever. He's not guilty. However, when it comes to protecting from wolves coming... Here, of course, there's something the shepherd needs to do. That's exactly what his job is all about, to protect, to guard these sheep. He needs to be holding a stick or something like that. And if it happens that wolves do come in and kill some of the sheep, then there's a certain responsibility on the, on the shepherd. Says the Rebbe, this is why. When it comes to the marshal of the Baalatzoim, when we're speaking about how much the owner of the sheep that loves his sheep is counting them, here there's no difference at all of how those sheep had died. And therefore when Rashi is speaking about, again in Pasha Sisa, that the owner was counting them, Rashi says, Nafal Badever, that a plague had happened and, um, and, and the sheep died. And as we'll see a little bit later in the Sikha, why in Pasha Sisa it is more similar to a plague. And this is what Rashi is saying over there, that the sheep died. And the bottom line is that these sheep are no longer alive and the owner is concerned because he loves, he loves the sheep. Whereas in the Marshall was speaking about why the shepherd counts the sheep as an hour parsha, Rashi discusses that wolves had come. Because again, when is the main concern for the shepherd to go ahead and count the sheep when he feels that in some way his responsibility, his job wasn't done properly and he needs to be making sure that it is done properly so when wolves come, this is when the shepherd is concerned and he needs to be counting the sheep. Says the Rebbe, now we're going to start understanding on, on the, the, regarding our question of why it is that we're only mentioning the Yidin that died in the Magaifa we're not speaking about all those Jews that were killed by the Dayanim. And we say we're going to understand this through this marshal of the shepherd. And the Rebbe explains, the fact that certain Yidin died, Rahman al-Litzlan, because of the Shoifte Yisrael, because of the judges, this came in a way that Beisdin had actually judged them and passed the verdict that these people were Chayiv Misa. And therefore Moshe Rabbeinu couldn't feel himself at fault in the fact that these people died 
And as a result of that, to go and count the rest of the Yidin, to make sure it doesn't happen with them. Because here is clearly a situation when these Yidin did an Avera, they were judged, they were found guilty, and they were punished for their Averas. However, when we speak about a Magaifa, when we speak about the plague, that it killed the Yidin, this is something that Moshe Rabbeinu felt, that he did have some sort of control, and perhaps he could have stopped. As Rashi says, in the end of Parsha's Bullock, that the Shevet Shimoin got together in the whole story of the, the people sitting with the daughters of Moev, etc. And Shevet Shimoin had said to Moshe Rabbeinu and asked regarding, regarding the whole story with Cosby, etc. Is this woman Osir or not? And if not, how, how is it possible that you married Sipoida with that whole story and then Zimri living with, uh, with Cosby, etc., etc.? And suddenly we say, Rashi tells us over there, Nis'alma mimenu halacha, suddenly Moshe Rabbeinu forgets he's, the halacha is concealed from him. And only once Pinchas comes along, and he sees what's going on, and he remembers the halacha, he goes ahead and he kills Zimri, only then does the Magaifa, does that plague stop. So what does Moshe Rabbeinu view it as? As in some way, because he forgot the halacha, he could have prevented the Magaifa from stopping. Now, even though, of course, we know that this is something that the Abishter caused with the intention, as Rashi says, that Zimri, that sorry, that Pincha should eventually be able to come and be rewarded and become a Koyan, etc., etc. But that's what the Abishter knows, that Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't at fault. But Moshe Rabbeinu could definitely be thinking that in some way he's at fault over here that he had forgotten the halacha, that it took him some time until the Magaifa could actually stop. And that's why he feels that the Yidin that died as a result of that Magaifa is in some way his responsibility. So this is what Rashi is telling us. After the Magaifa, why after the Magaifa are they being counted? And the Yidin, which Yidin are being counted? The ones that died in the Mag- because of that which was left over after the Magaifa, this will understand based on the marshal of the shepherd that feels at fault when wolves had come. And now he wants to know what's left over. In other words, we're counting over here. First of all, who has to count them over here? It's the mandate of Moshe Rabbeinu. He is the shepherd. And that's what we're speaking about, the shepherd counting. And who is he counting? He's mainly concerned about who's left over after this magaifa, after this plague, meaning something that he felt he could have avoided. Similar to when wolves are coming in, where the shepherd feels that he should have stopped them. Or at least he feels he could have in some way minimized the damage. And therefore there would have been more left over. Whereas, going back to the story of Maisa Egel and Pasha Sisa, Moshe Rabbeinu at the time was on the mountain. He had absolutely no connection at all with the results of the punishments of the sin. And therefore, there's no room for Moshe on his own as a shepherd to have to count the sheep as if to say that there's something I should have done over here and now let me make sure it doesn't happen with the rest. And this is why Rashi says over there in Pasha Sisa that here the marshal is to the sheep that's cherished, that's precious, that's beloved to its owner. In other words, the counting is coming not because of the roya. Rather, it's coming because of the one who owns the sheep, which is Hashem. Why? Because in this case, it's more similar to sheep that were, that died as a result of a sickness, as a result of a plague, which clearly the roya can't be to blame. He's not the one that has to count. It's not something that he could have done better. So it's, it's more similar to that plague where the shepherd is not at fault. And this is what the Abishta is saying to count the Yidin. Why, is, why, why should it be counted? Because the Abishta loves them, like the owner of the sheep that loves the sheep. However, there's still a problem, says the Rebbe. This Pirish is not completely glottic, not completely smooth. 
Why is that? And this is why we're going to need another Pirush and Rashi. Yidin are right now about to go into Eretz Yisrael. They're standing in Arvo Yismoyev on the other side of Yarden Yerechai. They're prepared to go into Eretz Yisrael. There was already the Gzeira that Moshe Rabbeinu is not going to be bringing the Yidin into Eretz Yisrael. It's already the time that Moshe Rabbeinu is about to pass away. In fact, that's why right after the counting of Bnei Yisrael, and then there's the continuation of that story with the daughters of Tzlafchad, which is all in connection to the story of counting, the Ebeshit tells Moshe Rabbeinu to go up to Har Ha'avorim, etc., and to appoint Yoishu as the following leader. So the question then becomes, if the point of counting of Eroya is in order to make sure of how we're going to be dealing with this flock, with the Yidin in the future, to make sure that no other tragedies happen and nothing negative happens, then in this counting, who should have participated? Not only Moshe Rabbeinu, Yoishua should have also participated. Just like in fact El Lazar is counting together with Moshe Rabbeinu, but Yoishua should have counted as well, because he is immediately going to be coming now, the Roya Yisrael. The Rebbe says, B'doichik, you could say that since the Abishter knew that until the Moshe Rabbeinu is going to pass away, there's still going to be another, uh, another few months, and therefore this counting is relevant to Moshe, at least for the next few months that he's also the shepherd. But the bottom line is, this is still not enough of a reason not to have Yeshua join. He is going to be a Roya in, in, in a few months from now, and it's going to be a situation that's going to be quite different for the Yid, and he's going to be a Roya for more than 14 years, so it's very difficult to say that he shouldn't be part of it. And therefore, Rashi brings now a second Pirush of why Moshe Rabbeinu is counting them. That it's actually not to do with what we just said, that we need to know how to deal with the Yidin after this tragedy happened. But rather, it's particularly connected with the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu is about to pass away. Now that he's about to pass away, he's, he took them by number, he's returning them also by number. The problem with the second Pirush, and this is even more difficult than the first one, because according to this, it's totally not to do with the Magaifa that just happened. Why is the Torah saying, It's more connected with the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu is going to pass away. And therefore, Rashi only brings it as a second Pirush, whereas the first Pirush is Rashi's main Pirush in Pshut Says the Rebbe Simchas, we still have to understand. Why, in fact, was this count going to be specifically through Moshe Rabbeinu and not from the Balatzoin, from the one who owns the sheep, the Eibishter. In other words, what the Rebbe's question is, we understand why the Roya wants to count him. Because he wants to know how to deal with the sheep, etc. But we, we still don't, don't understand why is Hashem not counting them because of his love to them. Like in Pasha Sisa. And if, if that would be the case, if Hashem would be counting them as a result of his love, then in fact it should have not only been concerning the people that died of the Magaifa, it would have also been concerning those that died of those that the Dayanim were killing, as said before, because for him, for the Baalatzoyim, for the owner of the sheep, as far as counting, there's no difference how they died. So why are we, in fact, in other words, the question now is not on Rashi's Pirush, Rashi, the question now is, why is this the way it's set up, that, Hashi, that Moshe Rabbeinu is the one counting them? And as Rashi explains, as a result of feeling his responsibility for them, why don't we have over here this concept of the Eibishtas Chavivus, and that the Eibishtas should be counting them because of that? So the Rebbe explains that the Yidin were over over here on something very, very terrible, the hate of Boyal Aramis, of living with non-Jewish women. Which, from Rashi already we know, the concept of Kanoin Poiginboy, as mentioned before in the whole story of Zimri, etc., that the zealots could just kill such a person, even without witnesses, without Bastan, and so on. 
So a Ben Chamish Lemikra would understand already the unusual and tremendous severity and seriousness of such an Avera to the extent that we see that it caused approximately 200,000 Yidin to die. And as Rashi brought already this concept, the Abishter is absolutely, absolutely hates all sorts of immorality. And therefore it's understood that you can't say over here that the Abishter is going to count them because of their chavivus, because of how precious and cherished they are. The Rebbe says, this will be even more gishmak. We know the concept that someone that lives with a non-Jewish woman, this is considered a chait, as the Rambam says, there's a certain loss over here, there's a certain problem over here that we don't have in all other arayas. Because in other sorts of immoral relations, a child that's born is still going to be considered this yid's child in every single regard. He's still considered a yid. Whereas if someone has a child from a non-Jewish wife, it's completely not his child. And as that Agachavar explains, that through this Aveira, you are causing for a Yiddish soul to get lost because now this Yiddish soul is going to be following the mother and be non-Jewish. In other words, by all other Averos, no matter what Averos they are, you're still not completely crossing the borders that the Abishter had set up between Yidden and, and the rest of the nations. Because even after doing the Avera, the person remains a Yid. Whereas by Boyal Aramis, since this child, that should have been a Yiddish Neshama, a Yid, a yid now you cause it to follow the mother, to go after the mother. In other words, it became a goy. So, mido keneged mido. In this particular area, as far as how beloved and cherished this person is, it's as if this person completely went out of the flock, out of the Abish's precious sheep. And as the Rambam says, the Dover said that this matter causes to cleave to the goyim, that the Abish just separated us from them, etc. And therefore, you can't say this idea of Leda Minyan Hanoi because the Abishta loves them so much, he wants to know how many are left over. The Rebbe explains like this, because those people that did not sin, you can't call them Noisarim, you can't say the ones that were left over as if they are part of the sinners and they were just left over. Rather, it's as if there's no connection between them at all in the Chavivus and the way the Abishta loves them. And therefore, you wouldn't be able to say to know how many are left over. From here, the Rebbe takes out two Ayrois, but going in two extremes, as the Rebbe said. On the one hand, we see how terrible this Aver is of living, living with a non-Jewish woman, that the loss over here is not only that you're causing a Yiddish Neshama to now be following the mother, but furthermore, even the sinner himself, completely in a certain self, excluded himself from being part of the Abishta's flock. And this says the Rebbe is also Iran, the tre- tremendous chus, the tremendous achrayis of anybody that could do something about it and protest and hold back even individual, even for one time. Terachman al-Litzlan fold through such an Aveira and including also all of those that are ready. Rahman al-Litzlan fell through to whatever we can to help these people and come back. That's on the one hand to recognize the severity of this. On the other hand, says the Rebbe, we also see that as far as taking care of the needs of the Yidin, as far as protecting them from the wolves. So Moshe Rabbeinu, the Raya Neemon Shal Yisrael, who is Moshe Nefesh for every Yid, he puts himself into this even regarding such Yidin. Even these people that are Tsoin Mar Isai, are part of the flock, he's going to count them, lay the minion Hanoi 
That yes, as far as how precious they were, maybe we didn't count them. But as far as taking care of them, protecting them, watching them, they too are part of his flock. And he needs to guard them, he needs to watch them. And furthermore, they're not only somewhere at the edges of the camp, but as Rashi says, Toich Edroi, which was one of the questions we had originally, that particular expression there, within the flock. And this sort of anaga becomes part of Torah, this becomes a Hayra for Yidin, regarding whom we tell and we say, Zichru Toiras Moshe Avdi.